It is a universal truth that everything, human or otherwise, wanders at some point in their life from where life came. The question is usually asked to a greater authority, and, more often than not, is phrased thus, where do we come from? Of course, the answers vary from the ambiguous to the distressingly specific, but the answers all share a commonality. Disappointment. The answer to the question of life is always disappointing. When you know from where life came, it is easy to work out where life is going, and if you know that, then the ending is all but spoiled. It stops being fun. It is for this very reason that I resist ever imparting my own knowledge concerning the origins of the universe. But you have picked up this book, and no doubt weighed up the consequences of possessing this knowledge, and so I can do nothing else but tell you. I warn you one last time, the revelation will inevitably disappoint you, and more likely than not, change your life forever. You ask again from where life came? I give you the answer. In the beginning, there was the colour, and the colour was blue, and from that colour came all things, and they were blue too. Queer Happenings, Part 1, Hillvale House, Chapter 1, Questionable Gains, follow devastating loss. Ramon stared at her boss in shock, her ex-boss more properly. I'll come in early every day you want me, I'll work twice as- I'm sorry Miss Ramon, you've missed too many days and the library can't afford tardiness from its employees. We gave you several warnings, but we have to let you go now. Mrs Sweet was not a cruel lady and found letting anybody go most distasteful, and so it was with bitter regret that she delivered the news to Ramon Ramon. Mrs. Sweet, it's impossible for me to get a job anywhere else. This is the only place that wants me. I'm sorry, but we don't want you anymore. Later, Miss Sweet would reflect that perhaps she had been too harsh in her choice of words, but then it had been the only way to get her to leave and end the unpleasant meeting. You'll be welcome as a visitor any time. Please don't make me tell you again. Miss Sweet crossed her arms over her white and blue striped cardigan. Ramon stood up, still staring, still in shock, and took her bag. She thought about ripping off her, hello, my name is Ramon Ramon badge, and slamming it on her boss's, her ex-boss's table, but that would have been foolish. Go quietly, she told herself, and she left the cramped office of Mrs. Sweet. Golly, Mrs. Sweet thought to herself, that had been a damned shame. She brushed a lock of hair over her shoulder and righted herself. She really hated having to do that. The first thing Ramon thought on leaving Worcester City Centre was how weird it was to be going home before her shift had even begun. The city centre bustled with families and couples on a sunny Friday morning, and here she was, in full uniform, her makeup running, wandering aimlessly through the streets. She supposed she should go home and begin began to walk in that direction. What would she do at home, though? She had just left the place. It would probably still smell of the eggs she had had for breakfast and the perfume she had hastily sprayed all over herself as she had rushed out, oblivious to the trauma awaiting her. How cruel that Miss Sweet had not even warned her, she thought as she took a left onto a quieter road, her shortcut home. An email or a phone call would have done the job just fine, but no, Miss Sweet had to pounce when Ramon least expecting it. On her first day back after what had been a horrible week of checkups and surgeries, she was still in pain now. God, that Mrs. Sweet, Ramon had never liked the way she smiled to customers' faces then criticised them once their back was turned. The firing was a joke too. Ramon did not believe for a second that it had to do with her tardiness. 
sure she had missed one or two days without permission. She had been bedridden, she had told them, because paranormal investigation was not a viable reason to skip work, it turned out. But she had always worked overtime the weeks after, not only to apologise, but also because she genuinely loved her job. It gave her pleasure to be surrounded by books at all times, and the regular nine-to-five slots gave her life a pleasant sense of structure. A structure that was now lost. No, she really doubted that they had fired her for her tardiness. They just did not want to employ the weird girl with the blue hair anymore. Maybe customers had complained about the way she looked. No, Ramon, you're just being paranoid. Maybe she was, but she knew full well with a hyperactive mind like hers that the paranoia would linger for a long time yet. She found herself walking up the parade to her apartment, the parade down which she had always walked after a hard day's work, and suddenly felt a stabbing pain in her stomach and had to sit down on the wall lining the road. Her body had been in pain ever since the surgery, but this, this was something else. This pain was stress, it was emptiness and anxiety and panic building up within her, and it had come upon her so quickly. Just an hour ago she had expected a pleasant and structured day of work, and now she was crying on a wall surrounded by strangers. They were all looking at her, she knew. She wanted to call her mum, but did not want to worry her. She would call her when she felt better. All she could do now was sit here and stare at the road through a sheen of tears. What did this make her? For two years now she had been a librarian with a passing interest in the paranormal and other strange things, but now that life had been turned on its head. Now she would have to rebuild another structure. She was going to have to find another job, and that was so hard. Job interviews and new colleagues and... She could not even think about it now. That's, there's one good thing that came back from all of this. A voice chirped up in her head. You're a full-time paranormal investigator now. Your dream come true. Ramon smiled a bit at that. Lifting herself from the wall, she began the home stretch to her apartment. She thought about smiling at the other folks on the wall so they would know that she was okay, but decided that she definitely was not okay, nor was she emotionally stable enough for that yet. Past the lamppost and down the avenue to the left, and she arrived at her home the haunted bookshop, Worcester's premier shop for books about the strange and the unexplained. Mandy, the owner of the shop and her neighbour, was in, but Ramon knew she did not have the strength to make conversation, so she quietly entered the side door, shuffled up the stairs and unlocked the door to her own apartment. Several letters lay on the doormat. Mandy must have pushed them under the door, and Ramon picked them up and threw them on the sofa. One of those letters was to change her life, though, of course, she did not know that yet. Welcome home, Ramon thought, looking around her apartment that looked strangely unnatural in the morning daylight. She could do anything, she thought to herself, as she wiped the tears from her eyes. Watch any movie, research any case, play any video game, go for a walk, read a book, but it just wouldn't be fun. She enjoyed these things as part of her structured nine-to-five day, but now that structure was gone, and she was wary of giving in to the chaos. She fell onto her sofa and decided to call Rose, her mother. The phone rung once only. Hi, Ramon. Is everything okay? Is your stomach hurting again? The kindest woman Ramon knew. It was no surprise that Rose Backwater immediately knew something was wrong. I lost my job, Mum. They fired me. Oh, those rushers. Why ever did they do that? How are you feeling, dear? Don't you worry you'll get through this. Jobs are easy to find for bright girls like you. Do you want me to come and stay for a bit? Rose's bubbly, caring voice never failed to make Ramon smile. Maybe. And they said it was because I had been late too many times, though I wouldn't suspect if they had other reasons. I feel awful about it. I love that job. I know, dear, but it was just a job. They come and go. Was your, boys ni- was your boss nice about it? Yes, too nice. I always found her a strange woman. I think she found you a bit strange for coming to check on me so often. Well, that's what mothers do. Listen, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? I don't want you moping around at your place. I probably will end up doing that. 
might watch a movie or something, maybe some job hunting. I was thinking on the way back that I might make this a full-time... I was thinking on the way back that I guess this makes me a full-time investigator now, which is cool. That is an upside to this whole thing, isn't it? You finally achieved your dream job full-time. Congratulations, dear. Thanks, mum. Maybe I'll try to find a new case, something that pays well. Nothing has paid well since that one about the werewolf. She paused and then, not wanting to worry, her mother said, I'm feeling a bit better now, by the way. That's great to hear. Listen, I'll put something nice on for dinner and prepare your room. You can come and visit. You can stay for a day or two whilst we sort things out. Thanks, mum. I'll stop packing now. Love you. Love you too. See you soon. They hung up and Ramon smiled. Some semblance of structure had returned, for the next few days at least. A rest at her mother's would do her good. It would give her some time to plan for the future, get a new job, begin working on some new cases, indulge indulge in Rose's perfect apple pies. She was rather looking forward to it, to relaxing. She decided to start unpacking immediately, but as she stood up, she remembered the letters on which she had been sitting and decided to open them before she left. The one on the top of the pile grabbed her attention immediately. The address was in cursive and the envelope was yellowing. It looked like a schoolchild's replica of a medieval manuscript. She picked it up, assuming it would be a letter from from a fellow paranormalist, or perhaps a joke from one of Mandy's regulars. Turning it over, she saw that the letter had been sealed with a red wax. A strange enough thing, even in paranormal circles. And on the wax had been imprinted a simple circle. Ramon enjoyed breaking the seal immensely and took out the paper, yellowing and burnt, and started to read. Dear Ramon Ramon, establisher of and sole investigator at Queer Happenings, Worcester's only investigation bureau for the strange and the unexplained. That's me, Ramon thought, formerly librarian at Worcester City Centre Library. Ramon stopped reading. This had to be a joke, she thought. How could anyone else know she had lost her job? It, It had only been half an hour ago. Maybe it was one of her colleagues at the library, one of the ones who had laughed about her when she wasn't looking. That had to be it. You have been hired by our organisation to investigate a nearby haunting at Hillvale House. We own this house and would like to see the poltergeist that haunts it, for that is what it is we are certain, dispelled, so we can continue to use the place for our cause. We request that you begin we request we we request that you begin proceedings by this evening and finish by the Sunday. Time is of the essence for us, you understand. The payment will be considerable and non negotiable. And it was signed in block print from one Priscilla A. Well, thought Ramon, that was certainly interesting. She sat back onto her sofa and reread the letter. How strange. Whoever this Priscilla A was, she was not used to getting no for an answer, it seemed. The letter was full of presumptions and pretensions and read more like an order than a request, and after the day she had had, Ramon was in no mood to be told what to do. She had never heard of Hillvale House, and she'd lived in Worcester for years, which made her all the more certain that this was some kind of a joke letter. But what was that about this evening? When had the letter been sent? She thought that she would check with Mandy, who had probably received the letter a few days ago or something and forgot to pass it on. Good to clear this up before she started packing for her mum's. She ran downstairs and out the door and turned left into the haunted bookshop, where Mandy McKee was sitting behind the counter, playing on her phone. The shop was a cramped, one-room affair, boasting more books than space. The shelves were positively overflowing, the the floor was carpeted with loose tomes on arcana, Novels about witches, collections of daedric poetry, unearthly cookbooks, and a whole library more of books, most of which had only seen one printing, or were banned from traditional bookstores. Lass! Mandy bellowed in her thick Scottish accent. 
Everything Maddie said was a bellow, which fit with her overall demeanour. From her explosion of thick or orange hair, to her gaping wide smile, and her rainbow patchwork of clothes, Mandy was loud, and she made it her daily work to bring that energy to everything she did, whether that be running the store, tending to her neighbour, or looking after her chameleon. Why are you back so early? Still feeling poorly? Hi Mandy, not too bad, although, lo just, although I just lost my job, I'm afraid. I was... What? They fired you? Tell me who had the guts to fire my Ramon and I'll go tell them to rehire you. Ramon had removed herself from her chair and came round the counter to give her tenant, neighbour and friend a colossal hug. You deserve better, lass. It's rubbish, but I suppose I'll just have to find another job. Anyway, Maddie suddenly looked at Ramon with a twinkle in her eye. I could curse them. There's no need for that. Honestly, they were making layoffs anyway. Ramon thought the lie a necessary one. The last time Mandy had heard of someone harassing her friend, she had spent the next week perform performing cultish rituals against them. Ones that involve not a few illegal substances. Best that did not happen again. It means I get to focus on my other work, which is good. Ah, yes, the investigating. Have you got any more cases at the moment? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. When did this letter come? I just found it on my doorstep. She showed Mandy the yellowed letter and, it, and its envelope and raised an eyebrow. Never seen it. I pushed some bills in the lack into your room, but not that. I would have noticed it for sure. Probably even read it. She bellowed with laughter. Let me have a look at it, would you? Ramon passed over the letter, and Mandy squinted to read it, and after about a minute she said, Are you gonna go? To Hillvale House this evening, you mean? I don't think it exists, Mandy. I'm pretty sure it was a joke, maybe from someone at the library. I was gonna ask you who delivered it, but a joke? Mandy shook her head. After all the stuff you've been telling me you've seen, tiny aliens, sea monsters, interdimensional ghosts, you said. If you can believe that, I don't see why you think this is a joke. It seems as real as anything to me. She shoved the letter back into Ramon's hands and huffed. It must be a joke. Nobody writes like that. Even if it wasn't, I'm going to my mum's this evening, so I wouldn't have time. You know what I think? Ramon did not, but suspected she was about to learn. I think that you're getting fired scared you. Put you out of gear, and now you don't want to do anything about it. If you'd got this yesterday, you'd be right out that door. Maybe, but like I said, I'm seeing my mum this evening. I don't really have the time. Ramon felt a bit silly now, she said it. If this was what the start of her career as a full-time paranormal investigator looked like, it did not bode well for the future. Thanks for looking at it, though. Sensing the conversation was over, Mandy went back to her seat and reached for her phone. I ain't telling you what to do, lass, but maybe think it over a bit. Not every day a letter like that comes along. Thanks for telling. Thanks for looking at this and for the advice, Ramon said, and turned to leave. Lass, you'll get back on your feet soon enough. Ramon turned back and gave her friend a smile. Thanks, Mandy. I'll see you in a bit. Walking out the shop and back up the stairs, Ramon could not help but think if Mandy had been right. The letter showed no signs of being a fake, so why had she jumped to that conclusion? It was the most mysterious thing she'd ever received since opening Queer Happens to the public one year ago, so why had she been so quick to dismiss it? Maybe the stress and the anxiety of losing her job, God, only an hour ago, stung her more deeply than she knew. It was good to have friends like Mandy, friends who told it to you like it was. Opening her door and going straight to her bedroom, Ramon collapsed onto the double bed. What was, what was she to do? She could go home and enjoy a peaceful, structured, relaxing weekend to plan the rest of her life, or she could take the Hillvale job and spend the weekend there. But it's not as if you only have to do one or the other, she reminded herself. You've lost your job, remember? You have the time to do both. That was a thought, and the Hillvale job might be fun. Ramon remembered her first ghost bust. She preferred the term ghost bust to the term ghost hunt, which sounded far too conservative and violent. Ghost hunt was the kind of title she used for a Channel 5 show after dark. It had been just weeks after she had started HRT, years ago now, when she needed something to take her mind off the emotional roller coaster that her body seemed to be on every day. 
One of the forums she frequented had said something about a haunted mansion where she lived. Poic Mansion, it was called, and she had spent days reading up on the place's history and its ghost sightings, printing off maps and sticking them to a corkboard and feeling like a detective. And then she had asked her mum to drive her down there, and had spent a wonderful day poking around the abandoned building, searching for cold spots and making sketches. It had been pure joy and completely taken her mind off the mind, her mind off the panic about the effects and speed of her venue medication, and she believed wholeheartedly that the ghost bust had been a crucial step in easing her into that step of her transition. It had been a fulfilling distraction, which was just what she needed right now. It was decided then. Ramon Ramon of Queer Happenings had a new case. The haunting of Hillvale House. Suddenly, the euphoric rush that heralded the start of a new case coursed through her body. She leapt from the bed, the awful firing of Justin Arago gone from her head and replaced with a new kind of energy. The letter had asked her, or told her rather, to be done by Sunday and so she would be able to get to Rosa's by Monday. She could not wait to tell her mum all about it. She got out her phone and whipped off a text to her. New case has come up, so can't come today. Hope that is okay. I shall be able to come Monday, though. Feeling much better now. Love you. Only seconds later, she got a reply. Hooray! Well done, you. Amazing professional investigator. That sounds great to me. If Monday works, great, but don't worry if not. Ramon smiled as she could sense a new sense of structure descending on her life. She ran back to her desk and pushed papers to the sides, mostly doodlings and ideas for a sci-fi story she'd been planning, and pulled out her laptop. Her Super Mario save screen popped up and told her the time was 10.45 in the morning, later than she had thought. She gave herself six hours for research, one hour for prep, and then she'd be at the house this evening. Structured, simple, satisfying. Ramon bought her a Word document and began to work. Never fear, Priscilla A., she thought. Consider your haunting sorted. Ramon Ramon, paranormal investigator, is on the case. Thank you for listening to Queer Happenings. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Queer Happenings Investigations and drop me an email at queerhappenings at yahoomail.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again next Friday for another chapter of Queer Happenings. <laughs>